Let's talk about free, F-R-E-E, -E, and how that relates to credit card processing today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group. Today's topic's a hot one, handling credit card processing fees and the great debate on charging a checkout fee, a surcharge, a convenience fee, whatever you want to call it. We're going to get into that today. First things first, a quote-unquote free processing scheme is a scam, and you're a willing participant to that scam. In order for something to be a scam, it requires someone to lose money and that someone is either you as a business or your guests and that makes you a willing participant in scamming your guests and how it hurts you will be in lost revenue guest complaints so let's do some math I'm gonna use some simple numbers ten dollars for a typical average check ten bucks easy math I'll use squares rates for processing which is a 10 cent fee per transaction plus a 2.6 percent processing fee so on $10, you would have a grand total of $0.36. Cents. Smart vendors already have figured this into their expenses along with everything else, the food and the paper and the labor and all the utilities and everything else that goes into their business is accounted for by that $10 in sales. That's on the smart vendor. They understand math. So if you don't understand what I'm talking about as far as average check goes and doing all your expenses and making sure that you get the money that you need to stay in business out of a check that's $10, see my break-even video. It's on my Facebook group. There's a link in the description. So let's say that this $10 average check leads to $100,000 a year in credit card sales. So the annual fee to Square, using my $10 example, would be $3,600. Now you're getting to a number that makes people perk up and go, that's a lot of money. And yes, it is. Let's say that the vendor does 50% in credit, 50% in cash. So that means that the $100,000 in cash has what? $3,600 in extra profit because there's no credit card processing fee on those sales. So you're paying out $3,600 on the credit card sales side of the business, but you're making $3,600 in extra profit on the cash side of the business. Sounds like you're already free. Now, of course, that only works on a 50-50 split. If your credit card processing is above 50%, then no, it's not being a wash between your cash and your credit as far as the additional profit. The point is, on the cash side, you're making more money, which helps offset those fees. That's if you were smart in the beginning of your business and assumed that everybody was going to pay with a card. So one day you're sitting there and you've looked at your profit and loss statement and you look at the part where it says credit card processing fees and you see that big number and you get into a panic and you decide, I'm going to see if I can beat this rate. You're going to find somebody that says free processing click here. Set up a demo. But let's say that you go ahead and, and in that moment of weakness, call them up and say, please, I need to talk to somebody. 
salesperson is going to, number one, advise you to raise your prices. And they'll say, do it 4% because that's the legal limit. Okay, doesn't sound so bad. Raise the prices 4%. How hard can it be? And then they're going to also tell you, you're going to have to pretend to give a cash discount to people paying cash. So you raise your prices and now you're going to give a discount back to your original price. That sounds kind of shady to me, but we'll go with it. Remember, salesperson probably doesn't have any food background, probably doesn't even have business background because, well, you know, they're working for somebody else. So they will tell you you have to include some type of a clumsily worded cash discount, service fee, blah, 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 disclaimer to put on your menu, or you'll have to list two different prices for all of your food products on your menu, one for a cash-only price, one for a credit card price which makes you look like a gas station. In that moment of weakness, you decide to go ahead and follow the advice of the salesperson, remember, who's working on commission. They've got to sell you on this, otherwise you wasted their time and they're making no money. So they really, really want you to buy their product and you raise your prices 4%, which makes your new menu price now $10.40. When the company removes their fee, that 4% fee, guess what it's figured on? $10.40 which leaves you with $9.98. Now you're making two cents less to have raised your prices 4%. Does that make any sense to you? There are POS systems that will put the increased price onto your ticket and only remove that increased price when they go to send the deposit in. So you'll end up getting your $10 back. But, this is a big but, do you really want to go through a day's worth of credit card receipts and match it up to your deposit to make sure that they're not taking more than they should be? Do you have that kind of time to waste? So now let's think about the discount on the cash side. Math works the same way. And there's no little tricky thing your computer system can do on this because the price reads 1040 and you plug in a 4% discount. It takes that price down to 998. So now you're dealing with pennies, which most vendors don't want to deal with coins. And now you're making two cents less than you were before you started this whole scam. How do you avoid having to charge 998? Well, that's where you get into two different prices. 1040 credit, $10 cash. Nice and easy. But you've got two prices listed for everything. If you worked in food service any length of time at all, and at any level where you're dealing with a guest, you know for a fact they don't read the menu. And if it doesn't have to do with food, they certainly are not reading it. So any kind of disclaimer that says this business is too dumb to do math, so we're charging you additional fees to use a credit card, do you think they're reading that? No, they are not. And if you have a menu that lists dual pricing, only thing you're doing now is getting to ask, well, what's the difference in the Coke that's a dollar and the Coke that's a dollar and ten cent? I want the one that's got the most Coke in it. What's the difference? So you're having to answer dumb questions. Or they'll just look at it and think that the one that costs more is better and order it. Or they'll think that the one that costs less is a better value and order it without really knowing why they're paying different prices. Do not make your menu complicated. That's why I tell everybody, keep yourself to four to five main items max. And you certainly don't want to put a disclaimer on there somewhere that says, hey, if you pay the credit card, it's going to cost you more money. So we've talked about the math. That's the back office explanation. That's the explanation you should be doing when you're making your business plan. That's the explanation for how you price your menu. But now let's talk about the service side of it. A menu is going to be difficult on a lot of people to read, no matter how you lay it out. 
There's always going to be issues with the size of the font, the positioning of the price, just the wording in general. What does that include? You know, those kind of questions come up automatically. But when you add things like dual pricing or a disclaimer somewhere, now you've got people really confused. What in the world are you doing? People are trained how to read a menu and they're trained from restaurants on how to read a menu. Can you think of any chain of any size that has a disclaimer that says we charge extra money because we don't understand math? Do you know of any chain that does that? So the guest now has to be taught how to read your menu because you're doing something different than everyone else. Chances are they're not going to read it. They're going to look for the header that makes sense to them. I want a hamburger. They scan till they see the word hamburger. They scan over and they see the price and they're good to go. I want a hamburger. They haven't looked to the bottom where in fine print it says we charge you more money because you used a credit card. So menus have to be simple. So think about the order, order taking process now. Besides going through all the steps that we've talked about a cashier should go through, they have to add one more sentence. Will that be cash or credit? And then the guests will have to answer. So now you've added on another couple of seconds of slowing your speed of surface. So now let's put that into practice. A guest walks up and believes their wallet or their purse to have $10 in cash in it. They order your $10 special. The cashier says cash or credit. Guest responds cash. Then goes to look through the wallet and finds that their spouse or their children pilfered their money and they have no cash. So they go, I apologize. I need to pay for this with my debit card. And the cashier, being an astute cashier, says, that will be $10.40, sir. So now you've totaled two different prices. They have a reason to be upset because you just up their total 40 cents because they chose a different payment method. So let's take that a step farther. Let's say that that cash paying guest loves your food, comes in every day with a $10 bill and pays you, and they are thrilled to death with your food, with your service, so much so that they brag about it to their office co-workers and say, Hey, dude, come have lunch with me. This great food truck, they have just awesome hamburgers. You're going to love it. Let's go have lunch together. But they say, Dutch treat, pay for your own, and they head off to the food truck. First guy orders his normal stuff. You say, Hi, how you doing? Love that you came back. Be $10, because you know they're paying with cash, because they do it every single day. Next dude steps up. You may or may not realize they're together, that they're friends, that they know each other. He orders the exact same thing because it came highly recommended from his close friend. And you say, cash or credit? The friend says, credit. And you say, 1040. Do you think there will be a problem? One or the other or both of them will now start to question, well, how come my friend gets charged this and I get charged this more expensive amount? And no matter what kind of weasel words you try to use on explaining that we charge for people that use a credit card, you come across as petty. You come across as cheap. And now you've given them a reason to really overanalyze your service and your quality and everything about your business because they're upset because you can't do basic math. So now if your food takes one second longer than it normally does, they're complaining about your speed of service. If the food is one degree colder than it normally is served, they're complaining about the quality. They're going to complain about everything because you set them up to be upset by charging two friends that were together two different amounts based on how they chose to pay you. That's not service. So what it comes down to is you're treating one guest differently because they freely choose to pay with a card than someone who's paying with cash. You're charging them for the privilege to give you money. Do you think they're going to come back tomorrow? Do you think they even care about your business at this point? Everyone says support small business. 
But if you're going to nickel and dime people to death, they will not support you. They will only turn to you out of desperation. So you just happen to be the only food and, you know, the next three miles, they'll stop and eat. They'll begrudgingly do it because they have to, but they're not coming back tomorrow because they'll think farther ahead in plan where they're going to eat. They'll not come back next week. If you need help, that's what we're here to do. Train you. Help you to stand on your own two feet to where you don't have to depend on a salesperson to guide you through the sales process and convince you you need something that's going to ultimately hurt your business. That's it for today's episode. I know it's a little bit longer than normal, but we've got to make sure that you guys understand what you're getting into when you sign up for quote-unquote free. Tomorrow I'm going to be talking about how to get started in the food truck business and all the steps necessary to be successful from day one. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Consider supporting us. Every little bit helps. And I will see you guys tomorrow.